Oh hey, I'm Emily and this is my best friend Rachel. Hey, I'm Rachel and in 2010, aged 18 and fresh out of secondary school, we went on a gap year travelling to five countries in five months. Shockingly, it didn't always go so well. We lost passports, ran out of money, jumped out of aeroplanes and landed ourselves in endless ridiculous scenarios. But what we also managed to do is write a blog about our experiences. And without smartphones or Instagram at our disposal, this blog is the only record we have of the trip of our young lives. And 11 years on, we're reliving it all by reading back over our diary entries for your listening pleasure. Welcome to the Gap Year Diaries podcast. I, you always uh, go ba 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 ba. Do I actually? <laughs> just always. Yeah. Just sing into myself. You <laughs> sing yourself into the podcast. <laughs> it's like hearing little personal hype music. Oh, yeah, getting all hyped. Well, I'm excited Warming to be up here. The crowd. Um, <laughs> Everybody say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just joining in. I'm just clearly the crowd. Hello, listeners. Hello, Emily. Hello, Hello. me. <laughs> Welcome, guys, to the podcast. This is now episode eight. Um, very exciting times. We haven't yet come up with the title of episode eight, but I'm sure you've already read it in the description. Um, <laughs> we have in the future. We have in the future done that. (laughs) Um, It's (laughs) Tuesday the 29th of June. Um, That's the time of recording. And so what's been going on (laughs) in your week? I literally find it so funny. I don't know why. It just seems so formal. Like when you're (laughs) at primary school and you write the date in the top right hand corner and you're like... No, right. So how are you, Emily, this week? Well, at time of recording, 29th of June, 2021, 5.13pm. BST. I'm fine. <laughs> um, yesterday, as as will now make sense because we've outlined the date, um, UK audience, listen up. Yesterday, as we all know, Love Island is back. Love Island oh, is back. What's that little I tune for it? Well, do you know what? Me and my housemate were trying to remember the tune just before we were like switching it on. And yeah. I was like, I can't remember the theme tune. What? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm losing my grip on Love Island. Um, but I think it then transpired that this is because the theme tune is actually not that memorable. It's sort of a bit like, it's like that kind of, which actually sounds a little bit like um, 60 Minute Makeover. I mean, this is so UK centric. It's really inaccessible to anyone not listening in the UK. But um it has 60 minute makeover vibes but it is a bit more obviously cool but they have this little ident bit that they put like before and after the break which goes like that does that ring a bell oh yeah 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 vaguely yeah but um <laughs> do you know what i was so excited about it because it's such a nostalgia of a time pre-covid and i don't know about anyone else but i'm struggling mm. to remember a time pre-covid um and you coming back to the UK so that you can join in the fun. Yeah, so um, I feel like I start this off with like just a timeline of when I, Rachel was coming back to the UK. So just a bit <laughs> of an update about Bangkok. Um, the restaurants all closed and sadly our school, which I obviously won't name, um, has been completely shut down. Nobody is at the school. We got an email from from the head of the school saying you are not allowed back. So that makes it quite hard to get my shoes back. My <laughs> lovely photo frame I wanted Your to receive shoes. back. My little <laughs> shoes. Um, and just generally, you know, I've been at this school now for over four years. And it's so, I cannot process the fact that I'm not going to see that building again. Um, and the people in the building as well, because they just won't be there. So it's a lovely farewell, restaurants shutting down. I feel like I'm getting sort of shunned out 
out, like get yeah. out, squeezed just out. Closing down to you. It like really is. Run. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Jungle. I thought jungle boogie. Like, what is that? <laughs> um, yeah. So I've also got my flight pushed back earlier, which is exciting. So I'm now flying back on the 9th of July. So by the time this is out, I should already be back in the UK if my flight went well. Um, <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> so more. Uh, well, hopefully because if, if I went test right, God no, willing. but if I get um, COVID, if I get positive, no, I then I won't I be able to get sorry. home. Which is I know no, you that's won't okay. be as dramatic as I've made out there. Sorry. <laughs> No, no, that's quite okay. right. They're very real threats. They're very real threats. Very, but very scary. I, um, I'm sure you will be home safe and sound. Touch wood. I hope so. And some other very exciting news um, is for my partner, aka Chris, aka Chris Pickett. <laughs> um, he, very well done. I want to get a clap for this, but he has completed his teacher training course, his PGC. I'll do the clap. PGC. 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 Woo! Snaps for Chris. Woo! And uh, I made a little Facebook slash Instagram post for him, put an, as Chris described it, an eclectic picture mix. And one of them is wearing a pink <laughs> tutu and he's like pointing at the camera. It's great fun. Um, and I put that Real together, Emily, and I just started crying. I was like, oh, my oh, God, I can't believe he's done it. Yeah, I did. Because Aww. he's. I felt so proud of him. He's done it. And not one time in those 43 weeks I haven't seen him. Um have I hugged him or seen him? Yeah, so I think he's done incredibly well. And for Aww. anyone else that has completed either university or done like a long stint on something, especially over COVID, well done. Because my God, you have done it in the toughest times that we've all ever seen as a generation on, yeah, I would say in the Western world. What have you done today you do to, to make, make me feel, feel proud? <laughs> Miranda! <laughs> uh, well... That's uh, well done, Chris. He is going to love that. <laughs> I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> so last week we relived, recounted, and reread um, our blog entries from the last few days that we spent at the Sea Turtle Conservation Project in Gandoka. Um, and those blogs were largely quite dull, so I chopped out the best bits, smooshed them together in a sort of mashup. Um, and these blogs were heavily, if not entirely, focused on um, the specific footwear choice of a new volunteer <laughs> named Matt, a.k.a. Toe Shoes. <laughs> um, and we ended the episode crashing into a new, unfamiliar hostel in San Jose, as our beloved Cassiosis was fully booked, um, just before hitting the mall and stuffing our little faces full of junk food um, and then watching a horror film. It was quite... Quite the quite the day, quite the experience. So yeah, we're travelling up north this time after having gone all the way as far south as we can go and still be in Costa Rica and accidentally crossing into Panama mm. briefly. Um, we're now venturing north of San Jose um, into the Cloud Forest Reserve of Monteverde. So it's mm. a little town called Monteverde. Oh, I don't know if it's little. It's a, it's a town <laughs> of some size um, called Monteverde, which is located in what's called a cloud forest reserve. And it was mm. basically just this lovely, quite high, I don't know if, I don't, I want to say high altitude. I think it was fairly high altitude for Costa Rica, at least, mm. um, town. And it was surrounded by these gorgeous, lush, like canopies, rainforest canopies. Um, so a real change of scene from what we were used to. Yeah, high up. We're no longer on sea level now. No, no longer at sea level. <laughs> We've left that behind. Um, so yes, this this is what we're what what we're doing. <laughs> this is what we are doing in this vlog. 
really nice professional excellent well done emily <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and no, we i think we went there because we were recommended weren't we in, in gandoka some people have said Monteverde is a place to go. We were like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Um, they did definitely say that. I think there are two places in Costa Rica that are like quite big sort of tourist favourites. One is Monteverde and one is Montezuma. And mm. I think it's possible that some people could have said Montezuma and we just like merged it into our brains is just Monteverde because we couldn't retain more than one bit of information at a time Possibly. between us. <laughs> Must sound, doesn't that mean like mountain green, like Monteverde in Spanish? Yeah. I'm not, yeah, it probably does derive from that, yeah. Verde is definitely green. Um, Monte, I think, is probably of the derivation of some sort of mountain word. I don't know for sure. I am learning Spanish, actually, at the moment. Yeah, you are. You are. The Spanish GCSE must have clicked something in your head, like, I want to learn this again, (laughs) in case Rachel loses her passport again. (laughs) (laughs) God knows when I might need to repeat that performance. (laughs) Um, so this week, as Emily has said, we are going to Monteverde and this time, bit of a rare, a rare occurrence, but I have written this whole blog. So this week I will be reading it is from my perspective in my words. Oh my God. Okay. So Rachel to read Rachel's own blog, me. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird way to I always love it. how it's like a sort of like table read through of a sitcom, yeah. like Rachel to read. Rachel's Rachel to blog. read. <laughs> After returning in all our stinking glory from Gandoka, we decided that rather than hang around in San Jose and wait for a my emergency passport to be ready, we would take the four-hour coach trip north to the cloud forest town of Monteverde for a few days. Yeah, by this point, guys, just to ref, uh, refer back to the passport, I have not got one yet. So I've just done all this, went down to Gandoka, past the Panama border, passportless, um yeah passportless and 18 but uh yeah yeah, so we were like well we're not going to hang around for this embassy and i think we were recommended this by as i said somebody um from gandoka i don't quite remember but we wanted to go there we just wanted to go you know we did just want to go and we did and we did check in on the passport as well yeah yeah we we did back in san jose we were like mate let's see how the progress is coming along and the embassy was just like uh, it'll be a while yet and we were like yeah. okay yeah, i guess <laughs> we can we... still often talk i mean i had um photocopies of my old passport um mm. so that I, we had that and that you know sustained us fa- just just fine um and i'll speak <laughs> more about when i get the emergency one because that is just so that is a whole other story in itself but anyway back to the plug today was our first day in monteverde The town had been recommended to Emily and I during our turtle time in Gandoka. So, like trustworthy goons, we ventured back to the bus station to embark on our journey. Um, Once on the coach, poor Emily had to put up with the girl in front, fully reclining her seat and crushing her legs together. (laughs) As soon as we set off, the coach driver began to sing rather loudly, which is when I promptly turned on my iPad. So, yeah, I must really... my My iPod, sorry. Um, I, I mean, yeah, you must have been quite uncomfortable for me to write it, like, crushing <laughs> her legs together. Aww. I remember this happening, um, and I remember, like, losing all feeling in my legs fairly early on, like, after a good <laughs> sort of, like, 20 minutes, I was like, right, well, that's my legs gone. <laughs> that's those no longer sort of attached to my bod. Um, 
Yeah, I do. I do remember that. And I do remember that there weren't that many other people on the bus. So I was quite annoyed by the fact that she'd sat right opposite us and reclined. But then equally, I could have just bloody got up and moved. I think we'd like been given assigned seats. And I think we were quite rigidly sticking to them like the good good girls we were. Um, But I could easily have just moved to another seat. So I complain about it. But really, you know, I could have easily sorted it out. I just like to be a martyr, you know. I just like to have something to complain about for the how long this journey was. I don't remember how long this journey was. I remember. Being well, quite it was long. says four hours here, so I think it was about. Four oh right, hours. <laughs> it's literally written there. Yeah, take a four hours coach trip. We're just like, uh, well, it says right here four hours, really. So that I've gives us said. quite quite a, a accurate steer. <laughs> and uh, during those four hours, we uh, the coach driver was singing rather loudly. You you said here what about? I don't know. I have no and idea what, was what he was singing? singing. No, I I don't recall. I do remember him singing though. That really does come back to me. I think he was was. Oh, oh you remember know. it too. I remember it happening. I just don't. I don't remember what he was singing. I wish I did. But I think he was obviously just like passing the time. It was quite loud. I remember I was... being like, "What? Like, all right then. Here, here we go. <laughs> this is happening." Do you think it was kind of like a bit sort of like um, Venetian sort of gondola ride? Like, I think it was sort of <laughs> culturally interesting. Sort of like moonlight <laughs> no idea but he was it was pretty i would think i was getting quite irritated by it and that's why i switched on my old ipod the journey up to monteverde was relatively stress-free yet became very concerning when the coach slowed down to a near stop behind a herd of cattle whilst driving up a questionably narrow mountain road it really did feel like the coach was going to fall off the edge at every single turn and to make matters worse it was so ridiculously bumpy that some people were physically lifted from their seats into the air right so i don't think i've really explained that well but because you're going up, up like uphill those roads those edges were so like vertical and far up the ground and like the coach you would look down you wouldn't be able to see road for a lot of the time because it like the bus was that wide and I do remember having a flashback to driving around in France um and going doing those windy roads and mum just could not she'd have to close her eyes for most of the journey because she didn't like the drop yeah she like bless her she really really doesn't like heights um and I was thinking of my mum like oh god I'm kind of glad she's not on this journey I don't think she would really like but then proceeded to tell her anyway when I got back when I was safe (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think maybe I think you were probably you probably had the window seats you probably got feeling a little bit more intensely I was obviously just fully focused on like not having any feeling in my extremities (laughs) but like yeah I do remember that it was it it was quite quite um precarious I think is the word yes but yeah I have been on drives like that before in, in various other countries but um yeah I don't know I think the drop as you say was very very severe um and obviously there were these cows just like in the mix (laughs) making life a bit trickier after what felt like years oh my god right (laughs) right it's not just me it's not not. I've got this exaggeration after it was not years it was a couple of hours that was it no it was not years (laughs) it (laughs) was as we've said four hours yep yeah but to be fair to you you have you have actually used it as um as a simile because you've said after what felt like years whereas I I would probably just say after years and years (laughs) (laughs) after a thousand years (laughs) yeah uh Um, Well, after what felt like years, apparently, we managed to arrive safely in a beautiful little town surrounded by lush green vegetation. 
Clambering off the bus, we were greeted by a small jovial man who whisked us off to the hostel, which was brilliantly called Sleepers Sleep Cheaper. <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much. It must be the alliteration thing. Sleepers I love sleep it. Cheaper. How I fun. think it's just the most hilarious day for a hostel ever. Also, the fact that like the exclamation mark was like in yeah. the branding. So it's <laughs> yeah. actually like on the, on the building. It was like Sleepers Sleep Cheaper! Exclamation mark. Well, hostel. <laughs> um... <laughs> Once we had settled in and consumed a healthy lunch of pastries and chocolate-covered donuts that we bought in a nearby supermarket, Emily took the afternoon off to do some emailing, and I decided to visit a magical place called World of Insects, just across the road from our hostel. So I think what we can tell from Rachel's writing around this of very sensitively handling is that I was in a bad mood. (laughs) I think that's the subtext here. (laughs) I had got myself into a strop for some reason. Um, So I went off to do some emailing. Which, you know, happens. In my bad mood. We're not like 100% like, woohoo, we're happy all the time. Like, that's just not real life. You're quite right, Rachel. You're quite right. Um, So anyway, me and my bad mood went off to the computer room (laughs) and you and your buoyant, jubilant mood (laughs) went to World of Insects. And I will leave it up to listeners to, for this very small period of time before we continue reading the blog, to try and pick which of us had the better afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well, you know, if you're not in the right headspace for it, you know, it just... It's a very specific headspace to get into to go and visit World of Insects. It's not... (laughs) It's not a headspace that occurs every single day. And luckily for you, it had occurred exactly the right moment. I do feel like in Monteverde, there were like, it was it was a beautiful, beautiful place. Really gorgeous. But most of the attractions were sort of like canopy adventure based, mm. I would say. Mm. Weren't they? Like there was zip lining, which we do tomorrow. Spoiler alert. Right. Um, and uh, there was, you know, like various things that you could do in terms of like visiting the cloud forest and stuff like that. Aside from that, there weren't like, a, I, I, I don't feel too bad in saying there wasn't a wealth of other things to do yeah and yeah. because we'd arrived sort of late afternoon or mid-afternoon whatever we weren't sort of immediately like I think you had to like book a lot of the canopy yeah. stuff in advance we were tired and we, had, we had a quite a big journey as well, well. Yeah, absolutely like we didn't want to just immediately get off the bus and swing ourselves into the trees I think we just <laughs> wanted a little bit of time to like find our hostel settle in so you bless you had you know really you were like right What's the what's good to do around here other than canopy fun? <laughs> World of insects. Off we go. <laughs> and I just sign me up. That up. I'm going straight there. <laughs> I'm sure part of me was like, oh my god, a bug type gym. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, such a specific you restaurant. You were very excited. Restaurant about it. reference. Um, a, a very specific restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I entered the world of insects into what was essentially a small round room filled with life-size replicas of terrifyingly large (laughs) insects they really were like this sort of you know the old skins the old shells preserved it was cool i I was loving it rachel's recount of her time in world of insects is so great i've just just gotta say it like it's kind of like sort of weird dreams (laughs) well I will kind of say just sorry just as a side note here but just going back to my interest in insects um when I was about seven years old I had like a a bug t-shirt and like a whole book like those DK books about insects and I was just so I was so excited about this you know I grew up and then just started to dislike ants as I've previously mentioned but they are they are cool (laughs) things they are cool creatures you fostered a hatred of ants yeah yeah all other creatures yeah we can 
yeah, caterpillars and that. I loved it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I was soon, I was oh, soon sorry. in this little, oh, sorry. sorry, I'm still <laughs> not to laugh. <laughs> Right. I'm still just I don't know why I'm oh, finding it bless so funny. You. Oh, I just bless you. I just find it's just the memory of it, about, isn't it? It's just the memory. Just your story of it was just so great. Anyway, I'll shut up because we need to hear it. We can't just constantly allude oh, to it. Oh god. I was soon reassured by the bug guide that he had live insects upstairs, but I appeared to be the only one on the tour. It was just me and the bug guide. Oh, oh that does not surprise me, but still, so good. Everyone else was ziplining through the canopy. This bug guide was obviously just been sat there all day, like just sort of like throwing a ball at a wall, checking his watch. In. Like bounding. And then you stumble in and his eyes like light up and he's like, bingo. <laughs> and it was me of all people, oh God. I felt massively cool. As promised, the live insect room was filled with mysterious looking bugs of all shapes and sizes. The only source of comfort I had was knowing that they were all safely locked up in cages. Then I realised that wasn't exactly the case. I nearly jumped out of my skin when an abnormally large moth Moth, moth, that's my Essex coming out there. Uh, large moth flew over my head and I spotted three spiders as big as my hand hanging in the air above me. Oh which, my God. They really were like palm sized. Um, and it, yeah, it was quite an active room. It sort of had scurrying. It had quite I love how ceilings. you didn't notice all of this when you first came no, in. No, 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 because it was upstairs. Oh, sorry. I mean, you'd be forgiven because of like I do have a bit of an oblivious tendency. So, (laughs) um, you do, (laughs) I do. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of like going around with the bug with the tour guide, and uh, let's carry on reading. During my (laughs) lonesome tour with oh, during my lonesome tour with the enthusiastic guide called Ronnie by my side, I was showing the biggest beetle I have honestly ever seen, and momentarily wondered if it had been exposed to nuclear waste. Just as I was pondering this, Ronnie proceeded to open the cage with the beetle in, casually picked up the bug, and handed it to me. It was the length of my whole hand, like from the bottom of my palm up to my third finger um, uh, and the width of my thumb because I was like measuring it. And just as I was getting accustomed accustomed to this, he plopped on another beast, this time even bigger than the last. And they were actually <laughs> called stag beetles. Um, they're huge, oh, huge, huge. And Emily yeah, will are. find for the Instagram page, you'll find that photo of it. They are absolutely they massive. They are already found, Rachel. Oh, those you've photos. already. Oh, yes, Don't you have. Voice noted me about this. There is a whole gallery of pictures of Rachel with various bugs, <laughs> and oh my lord, it is a treat for the eyes. Oh my god, I love how Ronnie also was just sort of playing like his own version of Buckaroo with you, just plopping on bugs, like just waiting until there were too many and you were gonna like throw them off stag beetle on your head caterpillar on your arm (laughs) moth over my head (laughs) i can only imagine that under normal circumstances when he has like a proper sort of like group to lead round he he puts bugs individually in different people but because he had just you he was like right well why deviate from the script just chuck all the bugs on this one girl (laughs) just dripping with bugs (laughs) dripping that swag dripping that bug swag Roll up in the club, <laughs> dripping in bugs. <laughs> oh my god, the bottle of bug, bottle of bug, bottle of bug, up in the bug. Oh my goodness. 
Oh, oh my god. god. Just, oh my god. I wish oh, you were when there. You told me I about missed this. you. I know. I wish I was there so much. <laughs> but just hearing your story, I think the fact you were there on your own makes it much funnier as well. <laughs> just doing this by myself. Um, Oh. Right, well, let's get to the blog. Um, this was only the start. Ronnie did not stop, but happily placed a deadly looking scorpion on my left arm. Like, of course he did. Why was I okay with this? I was scared. Oh man, that scorpion was frightening. Like it, it curled up his tail, and I was really trying to back away from it, but I couldn't back away because it was on my very body. <laughs> and uh, he was <laughs> my going, literal no, it's body fine. No, no, he's just, it. he's just a bit, you know, afraid. I was like, well, great, but can he be afraid over there and not on me, where he can sting <laughs> can me? He be afraid in his cage. <laughs> so I mean, locked away. I, it kind of an ironic sense in Gandoka when we were doing those night patrols up and down that mm. muggy, sandy rainforest and you mm. couldn't really see anything and I was afraid of those scorpions coming out to bite me I really was like quite petrified of that so to have it mm. on my skin was just a bit I think I went a bit like frozen with fear a little bit you and- did very well to like <laughs> cope with that to be honest I think like you know Ronnie clearly bless his heart was so enthusiastic that he didn't bother to do any sort of pre-prep and like <laughs> checking to see whether you were like actually levels. not gonna like completely freak the fuck out no. or like faint no. or have some sort of heart attack no he was just like Take it. No. Take it. Take the and maybe he, um, he, maybe he confused my like fear as just tolerance. <laughs> just, You're frozen with fear. Yeah. He, he assumed was just sort of calm enjoyment <laughs> of the situation. Yeah, maybe. And I know if you were there, you were like, I can read Rachel. She is not okay with this, but we'll press on. Well, I think if I was there, I think I'd be like running out the door or crying or something. I don't know how I'd have <laughs> Although, to be honest, if I'm really honest, I think I probably would have done the same. I think I probably would have, because I have this such an innate um, fear of like, of sort of putting people out or upsetting people. And I wouldn't have wanted to upset Ronnie. So I think I'd have just like sort of swallowed down my absolute terror and just be like, okay, I'll coexist with the scorpion on my arm. I can imagine both of us just like smiling at Ronnie through our pain, like with these sort of grins, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh what what craziness um oh, right yeah. so um so the scorpion was on my left arm and whilst pointing to a pregnant and aggressive tarantula <laughs> on my right hand side <laughs> just kind of getting cornered wow. and backed into it yeah backed into a bug corner by these I aggressive like, oh creatures. by the way this is pregnant and aggressive tarantula on your right hand side yeah 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 and what it was doing it was like when they get I'm sure you've seen it on like you know Discovery Channel and stuff the the spiders when they get aggressive they lift their whole bodies up and you could just see oh. it's round little pregnant pregnant belly as well and I was like I'm t- I don't mean to offend you I'm just standing here with a scorpion but it was either me or the scorpion it didn't like nobody was happy in that situation apart from Ronnie <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie was having the best time, time. His young life. you were probably the first person to come in in about three months <laughs> yeah, and Ronnie was like, like oh, guys this is the moment we've been waiting for oh my for. god that's so exciting pregnant tarantula get it on um so <laughs> and it even says here Ronnie was smiling the whole time. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was loving life. 2K10. Whilst I grimaced through my attempted appreciative facade. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly as I imagine it. Next, Ronnie retrieved a type of bug that just looked like a leaf with legs. Proudly beaming, he placed the delicate insect on my outspread palm to which it stood upright and bug-eyed. Then it fell down. 
Ronnie's face creased and sadly muttered, Oh no, it die. Turns out he had that insect for two years and I had killed it in two seconds. He <laughs> <laughs> just, right, so oh this, no, bless, this died. delicate little bug just had these, um, these leaf-like wings and I still remember its little bug eyes and it just sat on my hand and it just, fell over <laughs> with no you know no warning and that's when Ronnie just went oh no it died <laughs> and oh, I Ronnie. felt so bad and then when he was just like that was my first bug I ever got <laughs> so, oh my god I'm so sorry so sorry I've had it for two years I was like oh my god I've just killed your pet oh my god <laughs> Jesus it's so tragic I don't know if it was the insect repellent I was like wearing earlier that day well it didn't bloody good value that insect (laughs) repellent if it was that the bugs just dies on contact with your skin you repelled that bug in the most extreme way it could possibly have been repelled oh I felt so bad um I still do I bet his heart was breaking I bet he had to carry on with the tour but (laughs) his heart was broken still I think as soon as he as soon as he left he probably just broke down I I can't deal I can't cope Oh God! I think I tipped him quite well after that. I did. I, I felt oh, well, I so bloody awful. hope you did, Rachel. <laughs> so awful. Um, Enough to buy a new leaf bug. I hope. Yeah, I really hope he got he got a new one. I mean, I can't remember if he named it. Bless it. But that moment still just. I mean, it was just such a delicate way. It just felt. It looked like it just kind of went to sleep. It just went. Ooh. It was such a. It was such. Um, what's that word? An unceremonious moment as well. Mm. And it was just mm. like. Oh, it di- I don't know how he told so quickly that it died. Yeah, that it was dead. How did you tell? Like, it was He's obviously of... never seen it do that before. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, God. I am surprised that you didn't, like... I can imagine in an alternative, like, version of this story, you coming home at, like, midnight and me being like, where the hell have you been? And you being like, I had to uh, bury a bug and give it a eulogy uh, under the light of the moon. <laughs> like Ronnie Rina. and I. <laughs> sharing a sermon <laughs> but the fact as well just remember this whole room service. this whole room was completely empty and quiet as well so oh, it was Rachel. just the sound of quiet disappointment oh, no, radiating out oh oh god it's just i mean i feel so bad for finding it so funny because it obviously was quite a horrible moment for poor ronnie but mm. i really like when you told me about that i literally couldn't control myself i was like that what did you think what did you think because you were in but okay so we've talked a lot about my perspective on the day like bless you am mm. and I f- you probably might have felt that you were there because you've heard the story so many times but you know how were you in your day what were you up to and then you came you know you were listening to my story what was going on with you Bubba? I mean there was really there's really nothing to tell I was literally <laughs> just hunkered over a computer in the hostel for probably a good solid five hours ridiculous just like writing out my heartache I don't know I don't honestly know what was wrong with me I think I was just you know sometimes as we've said mm. like because the thing is obviously we were on an incredibly amazing privileged like truly like incredible fortunate experience but the thing is when you're literally doing something for five months and it's your life for five months yeah you can't have that sort of holiday mood all the time like no. you are just essentially living your life you're like you're having your emotions and I think that day I was just I was just in my feelings in the words of the great the great Drake um and I don't I honestly don't know what I was in my feelings about I think I yeah. was maybe a bit homesick and yeah. I think because we'd just come back from Gandoka and um as we mentioned we didn't have any internet 
um, in Gandoka or any sort of like phone, like we didn't have phone connection famously, but there were no sort of hostile computers for me to communicate. Um, so I think I was probably just catching up on some correspondence or something like yeah. that. I think I was emailing my mum, probably just like writing a huge long like bumper email to my mum, which she probably did not read at all. <laughs> skim red and was like lovely glad to hear you're having fun love mum but yeah I I, I think I'm making it sound a bit more emo than it was I don't think I was like crying into the keyboard I think I was just no 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 that's all Um, I'm probably a bit lacking in energy or something like that but anyway you bounce back in with the tales of your time and I remember it was yeah like as you say (laughs) it was all I needed to just kind of like perk me back up again and I was like oh yeah I remember we're on this incredible trip where like ridiculous things happen every single day things that are funny things that I'll probably talk about on a podcast in 11 years time. <laughs> um so Rachel of yeah. this day and I don't even think there's in really much point asking you this question because I think it's glaringly obvious um what your answer will be but who was the best person you met slash the best memory you had that day with a person that wasn't me Ronnie! <laughs> Ronnie. <laughs> oh no, it died. <laughs> uh, oh no, it died. Uh, yeah, kind of quick for me because we have already discussed it. But yes, um, had to be Ronnie, the tour guide, who just gave me all these bugs and covered me with bugs and then was tolerant with me when I killed his beloved pet after two years <laughs> uh, in two seconds. Um but yeah, that was that was that was me. Um Emily, what was I mean, we really haven't heard much of your day very much so what was your yeah, favorite memory yeah, I was gonna I say. how much more yeah. I can emphasize that <laughs> I think you think that I had some sort of secret time where I like went into the secret like, life of Emily and was like Ba-da-ba. hey guys I'm free and easy me alone with that Rachel like that is really not what happened I literally just sat down at a computer and five hours later I got up from a computer and that was my day but um yeah so what I've what what I will say though mm. is obviously it was a solitary day for me it was. However, I do remember that that evening after you'd returned and I was in a bit better spirits, we were in the hostel kitchen and we were cooking up our sort of like traditional meal, which was essentially just pasta with cheese on it because, you know, <laughs> nutrition. Um, oh my God, I have to, uh, sorry, I'm going to really annoy you in the interject, but my friend at uni really quick, I was like, guys, I've got this amazing meal and it was just cheese oh and pasta God. that I made and I was so proud of it. And afterwards my uni friend said like, Rachel, that was the least inspiring meal that you got so excited over. But we made it so often. We were so proud of that I stupid love how, meal. Okay, I don't even think that we can use the word made in all seriousness. <laughs> yeah. We boiled some pasta, <laughs> yeah. grated some cheese and combined those two things. <laughs> And then ate them. Like it really wasn't like Master Chef no, times. But... <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Please carry on. A delicate on. foam of cheese. Um so yeah, anyways, we were in the hostel kitchen cooking up this meal, although I think that is a stretch term. Um and I remember I, I just remember having a conversation with you, Rachel, about how much I love cheese. That's how it started. Like I really mm. went into raptures about how much I love cheese because mm. I actually still do. I love cheese. You and my, my sister love cheese more than like two people I've ever met before. Like you, you were about to say more than life itself and that is accurate. Like <laughs> I, my life goal is to be, well, one of my life goals is to be a vegan, but I just don't know how I'm going to do it because cheese for me is life. Like mm. cheese equals 
a reason to live. So <laughs> I remember us having this conversation about cheese and how much I love cheese. And then I think it got into a really, like, I think we went off into our own little stupid worlds that we sometimes do where we like have our little stupid chats that no one else really <laughs> understands. And we went into a kind of strange alternative plan or like alternative universe plan of me marrying cheese. Because yeah. we were talking about how like people marry like inanimate objects. And I was like, imagine if I married cheese. And then I was sort of in a panic about which specific cheese I would select. <laughs> and I was like, how would I know which cheese to marry? And you were like, mm, yeah, you were really taking it seriously. And I appreciate that. Still, <laughs> and, but what I remember is that um, this guy was also in the hostel kitchen. Obviously, we just didn't even think it was like even necessary to like regulate our ludicrous, <laughs> insane babble. <laughs> a poor innocent bystander who was probably cooking a like actual legitimate food for himself (laughs) and was listening into this like absolute sort of mad mad ramble kind of like with a semi-serious tone as well semi-serious chat about me literally (laughs) literally marrying legally marrying (laughs) and having a ceremony with I think like Parmesan bridesmaids or something like it honestly oh, got so out of hand um and I think then that guy I mean lord knows why lord knows what made him like look at us these two like imbeciles <laughs> chatting about cheese and marrying cheese I don't know what made him think like I'm gonna get to know these guys <laughs> like came over and was like so have you guys done any zip lining you know, like making actual like legit reasonable conversation legit chat about like the actual activities on offer in the, the location we were I think we just sort of like turned to look at him with like after talking about cheese and we were just like literally looked at him like uh who are you <laughs> And quite embarrassed. We were just too far gone. Yeah, yeah. I we know were a bit... we should be embarrassed by it because it is frankly embarrassing. But we were too far gone down our cheese hole, and we just were like, "Yeah, sorry, you've you've literally called on the wrong two people at the wrong time." <laughs> <I> under th- <laughs> un- under different circumstances, we probably would have been quite nice to him and been like, "Yeah, let's chat." But didn't we sit and chat about? Didn't we sit and have a meal with him? Is that somebody else I'm thinking of? It could well have been. Perhaps we did actually. I think we might have done, and I think he was talking about bungee Maybe jumping he came in back New Zealand. Later. Yeah, no, you're so right. Oh my god, that did happen. So I was right. <laughs> your memory, it's, it's infallible. Yeah, you're so right. Like, I think, um, I think what happened was he tried again um miraculously and uh, unbelievably tried again to engage us in conversation i think maybe there were just lack of other people in the kitchen yeah that was definitely sort of, like, it it was just us two and nobody else he was just else. hungry for company <laughs> <laughs> and we were just hungry for cheese but um yeah he did he did sort of re-engage us in chat and i think by that point we'd kind of like got a grip on ourselves and we were like yeah let's let's sit down and talk to you and yeah we did talk about something much more sensible i.e bungee jumping yeah in new zealand and he was like you have to do it and was like okay cool we'll we'll bear that in mind write that down we didn't. <laughs> no we didn't we did no. we'll we get did to other the, things we did other we'll things which we'll, we'll we'll get, get to that, that. Eventually, we didn't do anything eventually. as mundane as bungee jumping <laughs> no um but anyway yes that's out of a day of um slim pickings that was that was my pick Cool. So our next session is the lesson session, session, <laughs> section, session. Because it is a bit of a session, session isn't it? Yeah. Break out it's room. Like a um, the lesson that we learnt. The lesson that we learnt. Um, so uh, I'll uh, I'll lead <laughs> like a dancing partner. I shall lead. Um, so my 
my lesson was a little bit more bit more on the serious side of life um we're going back to emily emily's mood emily as you coined it your bad mood but um bit of a shift in tone but i just want to say that when you're traveling as emily rightly said you are not on 100 percent 24 7 holiday mood and as one of my friends said like your dopamine levels are just not always going to be there so you, there are going to be times when you just are, are in your fields so I think it's I learned like it's important to give relationships space and to understand it's okay if they need to have their alone time and I remember being in this strange feeling that I hadn't really experienced before because we developed such an intense friendship that it did turn to more like sibling sister relationship and um and like I decided to go off and enjoy myself. I do like how this harkers, you know, echoes the headspaces that we were both in. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just, different. I decided to go and enjoy myself. And I look forward to sharing the day's event with Emily and then hearing Emily's news of her day. Um, and what the Which difference... Which was a severe disappointment. <laughs> oh, the cheese conversation. Um, but I think <laughs> when you're 18, you go to school, you see your friends, you hang out, you share the day's news and then you go home and then you probably Emily send them or you text them and then you're with your family and if you're in a bad mood you can like well in my household anyway we could just you know let our feelings be known um but you wouldn't really do the same with 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 friends like it's just not quite the same arguments that you would have and if you were to have a go at a friend like it it could damage the relationship and so on so Mm. when we we were honestly sleeping not you know we were sleeping in the same room (laughs) together (laughs) we were traveling together we were sharing everything together no not that i just said no 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 no. it's platonic um and there are just times when it's like oh we actually do need a break but it doesn't mean that either one of us is like sick of the other person it doesn't mean that it's just you just need to do as my friend coined the alone time and that is that is important i mean i know now like 30 30 years old being like well yeah that makes sense but back then it was a bit Mm. like oh Mm -hmm. right yeah Yeah, that guess that must make sense Mm. um so it's just, you know, yeah. respecting those boundaries and recognizing as well that if you go off and do something different, it's still positive because you can come back and tell the other person. Um, that was just a little little lesson that I, I learned there, I guess. Maybe it's a bit of a juvenile one or one I learned I should no, have learned I earlier. I don't know. Lesson. What do you no, think? No, not at all. I think I think it's a really, really, really great lesson to learn. And I think like you're so right to point it out because like obviously when you see people traveling, especially now with Instagram, you mm. of course like assume that they're just having like the time of their lives twenty four seven and it's mm-hmm. just like fun times nonstop. But um yeah, like I think it's an absolutely brilliant thing to point out and um yeah, and that's really insightful what you were saying about being friends at that age versus being friends at this age. And mm. you, we do just have so much of a better understanding of ourselves as people now. Mm. And also obviously like the, um, the kind of, uh, public consciousness about, um, like, uh, self care yes. is so much more better headspace known now as well. That language of yeah, headspace. Well-being. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. That just wasn't really so much of a rhetoric back then. So I yeah. think like, um yeah I think we really did learn that lesson and obviously as you say like we took our time we did our separate things that we just needed to do like you obviously needed to you know go and see some bugs no <laughs> you obviously <laughs> needed to just like do something fun or do something like that was like immersive in yeah. the local area yeah and I which was you know I wish I had felt the same but unfortunately I obviously just needed to like write some emails and talk to some people from home 
And then we came back together refreshed. I could have, I could have mm. like forced you and be like, but I don't want to go on my own. Like, I want you to come with yeah. me. Like, I don't want to do it. And like, that's such pressure on you. It's like, if you don't want to do it, that's absolutely fine. And if I did, like I was an adult at that age, so mm-hmm. I could have just gone off and Shockingly. do it. And we did. And yeah. that and that worked. Yeah. And it was so nice to come back and tell you about my day. And, and weirdly, this is going to sound so weird, but I have kind of taken that. I do remember that sometimes when, in my own relationship it's like oh if you do just want to spend time do something different when you come back and tell about your day it's really really nice and you were so right because self-care just was not a thing I mean it was a thing but it wasn't as as you said as much as it is now so that's a good point no it wasn't something that was like built into our psyches like it is now like we do you know there was that kind of guilt where you were just like oh does this mean that we're like not good friends because we've like but but you know we learned it early on and yeah. congrats to us for learning early on and thanks to Ronnie for teaching us it and um <laughs> so sorry <laughs> and then we were able to have an absolutely wonderful evening of uh talking about cheese marriage so yeah you know, if that's not an incentive to learn this lesson I don't know what is um, just to undermine everything that we've just said my lesson is that if there's an opportunity to go on a private bug tour in a remote destination <laughs> definitely definitely go <laughs> I can tell you that there's nothing better to do. (laughs) (laughs) What a lovely short but sweet lesson. Um, Cool. And And so that brings us to the end of another episode of the Gap Your Diaries podcast. Um, And what I really would strongly encourage you to do is follow us on Instagram at Gap Your Diaries podcast, um, where you will soon find a scroll through gallery of pictures of Rachel with various bugs. Um, I will also try and find the picture of the bug that died before it died so that we can remember the bug um, as it would like to be remembered living its best life. Yeah, yeah, um, that is there as a picture. Moments before its death. <laughs> <laughs> before it's, oh God. Um, yeah. Um, yes, Godspeed. Um, but anyway, next week we have more Tales from Monteverde where we go ziplining through the canopy. We actually partake in some of the... Uh, culturally acceptable activities um and of course we make giant fools of ourselves i think you can take that as a given um so yeah we will hopefully see you next week um follow us find us review us um wherever you get your podcast and we love your text messages your your comments honestly we all we listen to every single bit of it we love it and i we love to share it too it's fun as as you will have seen rachel is absolutely um obsessed with putting it on our story (laughs) (laughs) if you want to get on our story it's really quite easy to do there are very few barriers to entry um but yes Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you guys. We we really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, (laughs) listeners, goodbye. Emily, so long, farewell. Alvida Zane, good night. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, adios. Okay, bye. Bye.